You are listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on sight. The following podcast may contain language and discussions of a frank and adult nature, and spoilers regarding the films discussed are always to be expected. Thank you for joining us. Now start the show, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight! Welcome back to They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 132. I'm your host, Lee. It is his brain that is his weak point, Russell. And uh, I'm joined by Paul. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. Romali. I'm just a master of microbiology. (laughs) We said in the last episode that we were going to do the um, Karnstein trilogy of sexy hammer vampire films, but we're going to put that off a week. Daniel had to do something this weekend, I think a wedding or some shit like that. So he wasn't available. So uh, Paul's like, hey, let's fucking do Anthrophagus. And it's semi-sequel absurd. Shit, yeah, let's do it. Because these are kind of like two movies I haven't really... Well, I've seen some version of the first one mm-hmm. years ago, but I never saw Absurd. So uh, fuck, yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. It's something, <laughs> I mean, like... I don't know how much we're going to be able to talk about these two films, honestly. But they're legendary films as far as being on the video nasties. I mean, these are the ones that, I mean, when I was in Germany, they were still banned as far as I know. They can't yeah. sell them. It's illegal to sell them. in Like, I, that's how I got them in Germany. In a, I went to a, I won't name the name place, but I went to a movie <laughs> store that my friend knew the owner to. And he actually had to shut all the lights off and lock all the doors and pretend he shut down, go in the back. We walked right through the scat porn and all the stuff that he sells that is completely fine. Which is, <laughs> I, just, I want to just say that's the contradicting part right there. Okay. All that crazy, crazy porn, which is fine, was in the back. We went around that. And then there was another door with a chain and a lock on it. And he had to take the chain off the door. It was a little like garden chain with two locks. So he took that off and he unlocked the door and he opened it up. And in that room was literally nothing but illegal films and, and horror films. So you basically so you basically went into a, a horror film speakeasy is basically Exactly. What it was. I was prohibitioning fucking horror films like a mofo. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but the funny thing is I went through like midget fisting scat porn, all this stuff. All I mean, it was that. I'm like, just trying to let people know what I had to walk through to get there to get to Halloween too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the where it, like hit my system in my head. I'm like, this is okay. This is what's banned. Well, I don't understand what's going on. And there was classy porn in there too, like classy porn. I can't remember some of the um, titles that I got from inside there because I bought some porn too because you have to. Like, like Emmanuel or something along those yeah, lines? Yeah, like or... Emmanuel. There's a couple classy ones. They seem a little bit classier from uh, France I bought. And, uh, you know, I mean, this she means she takes some pretty big stuff without lube. But at the same time, it's <laughs> it's way classier than what they were selling out there. So I really can't understand, like, why some of the stuff in there was really on the band list it was regardless i don't know why but it was so it's it, it's a, just a very interesting thing for me 
<laughs> yeah, it's just a very interesting experience for me to finally finally see these films, but still see them in a land where they were banned. I'm like, ooh, that makes me even better. And like, oh, well, I think we'll we'll just jump into uh, the films here in a brief second. We're just going to take a quick little break and uh, play some promos for some podcasts that are awesome, and we'll be right back. Woo-hoo. You ungodly warlock. Hello and welcome to Hello, This is the Doom Show. I am Richard. And I hate the burning. Shh, who are you? Speak. <laughs> and I'm Brad. She came in and said, bark, 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 <laughs> and he said, bark, 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 and she said, bark, 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 bark. that's what I got. One is the Suspiria boner, the other is the Inferno boner. <laughs> which, anyway. Which one is crying? <laughs> The boner of tears. <laughs> Hello, this is the Doomed Show. Is available on Hello Doomed Show. Podomatic.com and Doomed Moviethon. Com. Hello, hello. This is the Doomed Show. Richard, Brad, Jeffrey, Nava. Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses all things Grindhouse, Exploitation, Drive-In, and B-Movies. Your three hosts, Mike. We're, we're going to discuss the Renee Martinez-directed picture, the $6,000. What? Time, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the name of the Super movie. Bro. Soul that's, Brother. That's the name. When you that's start the movie. Your DVD cover. When you start the movie, the first thing that that's comes what it up says. is the title, and it says $6,000. Mark. And I've been around a girl stroking a horse's dick. Somehow, somewhere down the line, I'm going to use that clip against you. Shh. <laughs> Please do. And listener favorite, Iris. The deployment sock. And I'm like, deployment sock? What the fuck is a deployment sock? He goes, you know, you know that sock that you just use? Oh my god, you guys are so gross. I come from like depl- <laughs> See, so it happens for real. People do come inside. We'll make you question your political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop Sunday and can be found by searching for BB and BC Podcast via iTunes, Lipson, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and everywhere else you can download quality podcasts from. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at bbnbcpodcast.com. You ungodly warlock. All right, we're going to look at Anthrophagus from 1980. Get off! A flash of steel. An unearthly shriek. An icy breath. A knock at the door. Omens of evil. Warnings of death. An invitation to terror from the Grim Reaper. Innocent travelers trapped in a mysterious house. Tortured by a malevolent force. Destined to discover the hidden room in the realm of the Grim Reaper. 
One by one, he tracks them down. One by one, they disappear. One by one, they come face to face with the ultimate terror. And now, he's coming for you. The Grim Reaper. Um, A.K.A. Anthrophagus the Grim Reaper, the Grim Reaper, the Zombies Rage, Anthrophagus the Beast, and Man Eater. And there's a few other titles too, but uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce the foreign ones because fuck that. I'm I'm bad enough with the names as it is. So both these films we're doing tonight. These are the uh, <laughs> criminals responsible for these films. Uh, Joe D'Amato, who is pretty well known, sort of sleaze director. He He's done a little bit of horror. He's mostly done like a lot of porno and like, you know, softcore, hardcore. And he's sort of dabbled in other genres. I think he's even done some acting. Both him and George Eastman, who uh, helped write this first film, they've both done basically everything in the business. Like they're they're proper Italian exploitation dudes who uh, sort of worked their way up through the business. And they've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of writing, a little bit of acting, a little bit of directing, producing. Uh, they've probably held boom mics on productions that they weren't credited for, you know, that kind of thing. Joe D'Amato, his real name is Aristida Sissi, something like that. And he's got about 8,000 other names, too. And I didn't bother him writing them down because it's hard to pin down all of his pseudonyms. It's just fucking crazy. George Eastman, you would probably not know him by his name necessarily, but if you're even sort of even slightly into sort of Euro exploitation films, you've definitely seen him in something or you've seen something he's responsible for. Real name Luigi Montefiore. He's easily recognizable. He's a pretty striking dude, like big, tall, very sort of dark-skinned Italian dude. Very, very striking appearance. So this film is starring Tisa Ferro, who is actually the sister of Mia Ferro. Savio Vallone is Andy. Serena Garandi is Maggie. Uh, Margaret, Mrs. Antatini as Henriette. Mark Bodine as Daniel. Bob Larson as Arnold. Uh, Rubina Ray as Ruth Wartman. And of course, George Eastman as Claus Wartman. And Zora Kervova as Carol. And there is a little synopsis I pulled. And man, there's there's really no plot to this film. So uh, even the fact that this guy got this much out of the, out of the uh, thing for synopsis is pretty amazing. A group of tourists become stranded on an uninhabited island where they are stalked by an insane, violent, and grotesque killer that slaughtered the town's former residents. And that's from Hell to Pay 27. And good for you. You get a gold star because that kind of does sum up the plot for the most part. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, when's the first time you saw this, Paul? Because I'm I'm pretty sure you saw this way before I did. So. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Hmm, Trying to think exactly how long ago I saw this. Uh, Probably... I saw the one part, not the full film, but I started seeing this probably in the late 2000s because I couldn't find it as far as that goes. Right. Then, of of course, I saw the full, both full films after I got back from Germany in 2010. So, I mean, uh, they're definitely not ones that are like, oh, this is an oldie and a classy for me. You know, it's not one of those Mm -hmm. kind of deals. This is something that uh, actually took me quite a long time to actually get and see. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are in that same boat because this is one of those ones where 
even if you did find a version of it, it was probably like a chopped up version under a different title. I think uh, the Grim Reaper title was one of the more popular ones that sort of floated around before Anthrophagus, you know, became much more well known under that mm-hmm. title. So that's a, that's the one I had first. I bought that one first, but they kind of ripped me off with that one because I bought the title Grim Reaper mm-hmm. from Germany. And then I bought Anthrophagus on a big box DVD, mm-hmm. but they're, they're region two, so I can't watch it. Oh, yeah. However, the Grim Reaper is heavily censored. Yeah. But yet still in that damn illegal closet. And I'm like, I bought from a legal closet and it's censored. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. So what are your, what are your sort of uh, uh, thoughts on this one? I like a lot of the special effects to a certain extent. Some of the film is a little bit um, sporadic, to say the least. <laughs> For some, the film quality and the grain and the way that people are trying to, like, acting a lot, I'm not saying it compares in any way, but it reminds me of Bay of Blood. It mm-hmm. just makes me want to watch Bay of Blood, if you know what I mean. But, but overall, it's okay. I think it's basically doing what all the Friday the 13th do and stuff like that. It's all focusing on seeing the one guy. Yeah, And then the film actually starts when he's on the screen. Other than that, it's just kind of moving around and seeing what that one guy did. Yeah. That's pretty much all you got. I do like the fact that they introduced the character that was on the island previously that lived. And she's all freaked mm-hmm. out and like, like traumatized, stuff like that. Uh, it's, a, it's a watchable film. It's a little bit long and it drags on sometimes. So I don't yeah. think it's a first person watch, like, a, like an introduction film to the style. Right. It's it's a it's a milestone marker though. You have to watch this film. It's one of those kind of deals. Yeah, I think yeah. The the big thing is it is notorious for two major gore scenes, and there's there's a couple little minor ones as well that are pretty impressive as well. Like you're you're right, the makeup and the gore and, and everything. Like that's kind of where the budget goes on this. Like you see, kind of every nickel of the budget go there more than anything else. And of course, also it's because the, these two scenes are notorious. There's the scene with a pregnant woman, and I, I gotta say. Am I wrong in thinking that this movie makes you hate that pregnant woman so much that you that it's trying to make you root for the fact that her fetus eventually gets pulled out of her and eaten by the cannibal? <laughs> well, yeah, she, she. I mean, I will say that she goes off a little bit too much about how much it's going to be um, big and strong and rich and millionaire and all this other stuff. And you're like, oh, mom, just shut the fuck up. However, yeah. I will say, defending the pregnant girl for five seconds, when she hurt her ankle... This is an Italian film by Joe D'Amato. Okay, I just want you to put that in your head. Why wasn't the boat guy going, oh, excuse me, let me raise your ankle up a little bit to make the blood flow. Oh, look at that. Go down and start eating her out or having sex with her. Because <laughs> pregnant girl on a boat, spread it. I was like, I can see that happening right now because I'd bang her. I'd bang it. I'd bang it so hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think I think George Eastman was like, Joe, you might want to hold off on the uh, the uh, pregnant uh, sex. Uh, I want to sell <laughs> this film to the Americans, maybe. But we can do it. I can see it in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so there is that scene, and that that scene's pretty well done. Like it was a dead rabbit, is what they used yeah. for the uh, quote unquote fetus in there, and it's actually, I mean, if you're into that sort of gore. It's pretty well done. It's very effectively done. The other scene is at the end, and I mean, spoilers, because honestly, 
I would recommend you just fast forward to this film anyway if you're going to watch it. Yeah. So get to the scene as well, the ending scene where uh, George Eastman's cannibal killer is finally offed. He gets a pickaxe to the stomach and his entrails mm-hmm. come out and he starts chewing on those before he dies. Mm-hmm. You know. And the funny thing about those two scenes too is lighting makes them better. Mm-hmm. The fact that she is in a dark cave adds that little bit of mystery and doesn't show everything to a T, right. so you believe it more. And then, of course, the shock value of George, it's in the bright daylight. It's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a like scream from 1981 that you can barely see the fucking film, so it's because it's right. so dark and crappy. This is in your face, bright as day. So even though my, my quality of film is kind of grainy, that still shows out pretty well yeah one thing i'll give this is the greek locations are really well utilized of course it's it's a greek island greek structures so they're all those sort of white walled buildings you know all all sort of stuck together kind of thing and very narrow streets and and pathways so it's it's both very claustrophobic and it's also very easy to shoot in the daytime like you'll get a lot of uh, good lighting it looks eerie in the nighttime too because you got all those sort of tight locations. Mm-hmm. And so it does add to a sort of a claustrophobic feel to it. But like you said, it's true. And this is a problem both of these films have too long. It's a, it's, it's, it's a straight, too long, straight 90 minutes. They could have cut 10 minutes of dialogue out of this and it would have tightened it up really well. Oh yeah. I mean, if you could have did a 70 minute film out of this, I think mm-hmm. it would have moved really well. Now, whilst I will say about the location first is I, the, the woods that you can tell that the, the woods have a different have their own style to them. Mm-hmm. It's not like woods you'll see in other different parts of the area of the country that kind of style. They have an almost kind of creepy own little creepy style at night, you know, with the and they have these weird like lightning flashes that you're like, okay, you're just yeah. changing the film grain and putting a do 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 you're not actually in a lightning storm. <laughs> but it, uh, it it's a it's a good film. I like it. I really did like the scene where uh, her friend that was the survivor gets pulled through this, the roof. Yeah. Again, that's just another one that is really well done and in a believable sense. And yeah. how and I was waiting. I was like, he's just she's just stabbing through the roof like a motherfucker. Is he getting hit? Is what's happening? You know. And then he finally <laughs> then she finally lands home on the leg, and he's like, son of a no, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah no. The the money shots in this film are all good. Yeah. I mean, the again the the makeup effects, the gore are all fucking pretty top notch for the era. That first kill, uh, well, this technically second kill in the film with the two German tourists before this is, and this is sort of set a little bit beforehand before this killer manages to wipe out this entire Greek Island, basically of its population. Right. Um, th- this is where he comes ashore basically. And he kills the boyfriend, the the two German tourists that are on the beach, that cleaver kill yeah. really well done. Yeah, they are. That's It's kind of sets the scene because at first you're disappointed because the first kill makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. You actually see her, there's a clip of her swimming away from the boat. Yeah. Literally swimming away from the boat. Then you see a picture of the laziest fucking worthless dog in the world. Then you see her jumping back on the boat and screaming some more. <laughs> you just swam away. And then she goes under the water and then you start seeing red Crayola crayons like <laughs> melted in the ocean. But then it kind of goes into him walking towards blood dripping. You you don't know what you don't really know what to expect from this film because you don't like. I thought, you, is it going to be the girl bloody and mangled? Is it going to be the you know, the killer? Who, and then you see the knife. Okay, the the butcher. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, I got it. 
yeah. when he hits home with the cleaver, it looks great. Yeah, if I had the money, the only thing I would have changed in that sequence is, uh, well, of course, I wouldn't show the uh, girl actually swimming away from the boat and then have her jump yeah. on the boat two seconds yeah. later. Um, she, and she'd better be fucking nude. She's German. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, yeah. She had a great reasonable. ass. She had a really great ass. But what I would have done, like you get this really cool point of view shot of the killer walking up on the beach. I would, if I had the money for prosthetic, I would have had him like throw her leg on the boyfriend first to startle mm-hmm. him, and then bring the cleaver down on him. Or her head, throw her head up yeah. there, because he probably bit it off anyway. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, got a little head <laughs> before he died. You know what I mean? Boom, boom. There you go. The other scene I want to say real quick before I forget, and I think it's really well done, is the hanging scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Like uh, eventually, all of our survivors end up in this mansion, and the and the woman living there, she ends up hanging herself. And <laughs> yeah, she kind of yeah. knows what's going on. I mean, I, half the people apparently in the film are psychic too, but uh, you know mm-hmm. they did that. So uh, one thing I will say: when the look, did you have to smash the mirror? You just picked the damn fucking wardrobe up and moved it like it was a piece of fucking furniture from IKEA. Did you actually have to smash the mirror too? <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful shot, but it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, like, oh, let, let me smash all your plates. And then, you know, well, I had to get your sink. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, there's, there's too much, there's too much like, sort of weird padding. Like, it's, it's almost, like, under contract. They had to maybe fill 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they had to think of stuff on the fly to put in this mm-hmm. film that just doesn't work. And the funny thing is, though, I'm bitching about that scene, however, um, filmatically, I guess that's a word. Uh, the the, sure. the way the way it looks is great, mm-hmm. and the fact that that one piece stays there where you can see her in it. Yeah. But I would have cut to a scene of literally after she did that and realized there was a door. I would cut to a scene of her just simply opening the door from the inside, and yeah. not having her move the whole fucking thing out of the way and ruining <laughs> the great fucking mirror scene. And one other thing is that room would stink. She doesn't act yeah. like it stinks at all. She should come to my house then. She would fit right in. It stinks <laughs> as fuck in here. There's bitches all in the basement. But yeah, she doesn't even wave her hand in front of her face or anything. Like, yeah. Is this just all really dusty furniture? Oh, God, it's corpses. They do take a lot of stuff in stride here. When they get to the mansion after the, the woman hangs herself, they just sort of leave the body laying oh, there. Oh, yeah. For Everybody, hours. come in here quick. Leave that dead bitch. Oh, and that's great. You know, like the, after after she hangs herself and the body hits the floor, she's off like reading the diary that's supposed to explain the whole origin of the killer and all this other stuff. And yeah, that's very convenient. And yeah. she doesn't seem too put out by the dead woman in the parlor. You know, it's like okay, no, nope. no, nope. they're used to it by now. However, uh-huh. that sheer moment in time can tell you it's not a Fulci film. Mm-hmm. It's not a Fulci film because they explain something. Yeah. <laughs> if if Fulte did that film, that scene would not be the fuck in there. You'd just be like, I'm still what happened? What I don't get it. Like and it's interesting to see that film in the boat too. I mean, it actually explains it kind yeah. of explains. It's sorta of like it still doesn't explain how he, he got so sunburned that his entire face is rotting and he lost a bunch of his hair. Is that yeah. what happened? I don't know. <laughs> it, it 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 ah, see now this is where it gets artistic. So now is it sunburned or is it Wendigo? Yeah, there you go. Maybe. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. Okay, so you, you get all these fucking crazy-ass strength and powers because you keep eating all these fucking people and it makes you a little bit stronger than normal. 
Because, you know, you and I like Ravenous. Mm-hmm. And we already knew about the Wendigo anyway. And I'm like thinking, like, is this like Wendigo? Is like, is that what's going on? Because that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I'm putting that in hit canon. It makes the film better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. The only the only thing that I can say is, you know, the, the only tit shot you actually see in the film, she was pretty cute, even though she was sunburnt. Yeah. 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 It's barely, it's, it's, it's tit slash side boob, but I'm taking it. <laughs> but the one yeah. thing I can tell you, it's, you don't doesn't feel like a Joe D'Amato film though at all. No, I have a, a, probably like fifty Joe D'Amato films, and I'll even say the other Joe D'Amato film that George Eastman's it is. I was going to mention it after we watched said uh, part two, but I have Erotic Nights of the Living Dead. Oh yeah, that is a damn Joe D'Amato film. That's the first film I ever saw that was a horror film that had a cum shot in it. <laughs> I was like, "What did I just watch?" Yeah, uh, Eastman and uh, D'Amato—they collaborated on a lot of stuff together. Mm-hmm. And this is probably just their most notorious one. This mm-hmm. is sort of the one everyone kind of knows. So yeah, this was a video <laughs> nasty. Uh, most of the cut versions you're going to find take out the fetus eating scene and the, and the, uh, and the entrails. Scene. Yeah, but that's it. That's the only thing they cut. And uh, this was apparently remade. I haven't watched the remake. There is a 2000 remake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Anthrophagus 2000 from uh, actually from 1999. It says, but uh, it's probably by Rob Zombie, and it has nothing to do with anything. It's from Rob Rob Zombie. It's a bunch of rednecks swearing and eating each other. Hey, hey, Anthrophagus 2000. Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna eat my guts now. Uh, by the way, I'll just mention right off the bat, both these films are on YouTube if you don't want to take the plunge and buy copies of these. But there is a Shriek Show uh, DVD from 2006, and Severin just released a Blu-ray of this in 2018. So, um, uh, Isn't a Freak Show or Severin collabing with Fright Rags on one of those? And there's a shirt and DVD, box set, everything about uh, Anthropophagus. Anthropoph- oh, Anthropoph- yeah, that's right. Anthropophagus. Uh, isn't there a uh, yeah? There's a big thing going on. Yeah, right that's now. yeah. It's who one of, one of my uh, horror podcasting compatriots either bought it or uh, was just linking it on Facebook a few days. I, I I retweeted it a few times on Twitter because I'm pretty sure because it was either was a fright rags and uh, I think it was like freak show or something like that. And yeah, so look at look at look for that on the local interwebs. Yeah, there's even like a little, like a little uh, cannibal plushy doll or whatever. George, George Eastman kind of yep. doll. Yeah, oh, there's everything. There's a little, little, uh, little rag doll and everything. But uh, yeah. there's two films though. It's it's Anthropophagus and there's another film that escapes me at the moment. But yeah, just check it out. Was it was it just the other cut of the film or? I uh, no, it wasn't absurd. I don't believe. No, I mean, it, uh, was was it like the Grim Reaper cut of it or? Oh, maybe it was. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so I guess we can just jump over to Absurd now from 1981. There exists a reality that we do not see. I know science cannot accept it. Nor can blind faith accept it, but it is so. the authorities instead of running after this guy on your own after the contamination we advise authorities they organize great hunt 
This one is also known as Anthrophagus 2, Monster Hunter, Horrible, The Grim Reaper 2, and Zombie 6, Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Monster Hunter. And uh, my uh, the copy I have is absurd. Yeah. And I so this is one of those uh, Italian films that managed to somehow get repackaged as one of the long list of zombie films. And... Honestly, if you just look under the absurd article uh, on Wikipedia, and it has the little drop-down menu at the very bottom for uh, the zombie series or whatever, you can see where that fits in on the series and how there's just a multitude of films that were repackaged as part of the zombie franchise, quote-unquote. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, it's not a zombie film, so <laughs> just just get that out of your little brains. But of course, directed by Joe D'Amato and written by George Eastman, so. Uh, this is just George Eastman's his original idea that he stole from John Carpenter, but we'll get into that. Um, yeah. <laughs> George Eastman uh, sort of reprising his role. He's kind of playing the same kind of guy, really. It's just he's not all burnt up and balding now. He's just, you know, he's just mm-hmm. a crazy dude. He's just a crazy dude, yeah. Yeah, as uh, Miko Stenopoulos. He sounds like he should be from Perfect Strangers or something. Yeah. <laughs> Balky Baltakimus. Annie Bell as Emily. Uh, Charles Brommel as Sergeant Ben Engelman, the most useless cop ever in a horror movie, I think. Katya Berger as Katya Bennett. Casimir Berger as Willie Bennett. And Hanja Kokansky as... Carol Bennett, Ian Some, Danby. Someone called her a hand job at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, this this fucking kid. I think we found a new Bob. I think we found yeah, a replacement I, I for Bob. I don't know. I put him head to head and I wasn't sure. But by the end of the film, I didn't like him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to bother with the rest of the cast because it really doesn't matter. Greeky, yeah. grocky, grookiky. Uh, Italian, wallian, poopy pee. Yeah. Some of these names I could pronounce. I'm just not going to do it. I'm, I don't want to show off. Denver. I really don't want to show off. So here's a synopsis I pulled from IMDb. A priest comes to a small town to help get rid of a monster whose blood coagulates very fast. This creates problems as the monster is very hard to kill and then decides to go on a killing spree of its own from Josh Pasnick. Yeah, that's fairly close. But yeah, uh, so you already said you basically saw this in its entirety around the same time you saw... Uh, Anthrophagus uh, in yep. its entirety. And as um, you know, I don't rewatch films because I'm lazy, so let's go. <laughs> so so what are your uh, initial thoughts on this one, then? Long. <laughs> <laughs> Long, and again, the same thing. It's like a Friday th- the 13th film. You're just waiting to see the guy on film and seeing what he did. I really think 
there should have been, I hate to say other films, we'll go with George uh, John Carpenter for a second. I really think that there should have been more Dr. Loomis kind of uh, like mm-hmm. integral parts with the guy that looks exactly like Gregory Peck. I think that uh, they that should have been a little bit more with the priest. Yeah, the priest, by the way, he was the uh, dean in pieces as well. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I recognized him. I love that film. And and he also looks similar, if you can imagine an aged version of that, as the mayor in Cemetery Man. Oh, yeah. 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 And speaking of Cemetery Man, the director of that, uh, Mark, Michelle, Michelle Suave or Salvi or however the fuck it's pronounced, he's he's an uncredited biker in this who gets killed. Nice. And also the director of the church, which is yeah. a goat, satanic goat rape. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Well. But yes, uh, it's a good film. I like it for what it is. But George Eastman could just not, it's either he has a hand up someone's vagina or he has his guts in his hands. He yeah. cannot get away from it. He's always going to have his hands ex- like touching something that usually inside of a person. Mm, yeah. <laughs> going going back to Folgy for a second. I mean, they did a good job, I'll say, with the, the first kill of the nurse. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't have the angles quite right to believe it as much as like City of the Living Dead and stuff. Right. They did. Yes. They almost had it though. So close. They had a bit of that stab you with a sword under your armpit instead of into your stomach kind of idea, right? Yeah, so, right. So I'll just say this: like I think the kills in this are far superior mm-hmm. in, in Anthrophagus. Um, I think, and honestly, I like this film a lot more in Anthrophagus. I think, mm-hmm. it, although it's equally as long and it could use ten minutes cut out of it, <coughs> I didn't feel like it dragged as much personally. Like I, I thought it got to more good parts quicker. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's kind of like Eastman realized, oh, yeah, we need more money shots every, like, 12 minutes or so instead of, like, stretching out for a half hour and not doing shit, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you're getting kills enough times to keep you interested. So, like, the nurse kill, like you said, pretty well done, drill to the head kind of thing. And then speaking of Fulci, like, these kills, they feel like, Straight out Fulci homages, right? If you look, the fact that that whole nurse's outfit was at red by the end of it—that's Fulci and a half. Mm-hmm. It's like when you stab a stab a bat once and nine holes come out. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking of the uh, the the saw, the industrial saw to the head or whatever. Uh-huh. The, yep, yep, yeah, that was so well done. Like I was mm-hmm. incredibly impressed with that, especially the after effects of it, where you could see like uh, the cut into the head. You could mm. see the skull. You could mm. see the brain matter on the on the right. on the table. And it's nice because they used. I mean, he was bald, right? So, mm-hmm. and he they used. You could tell that kind of nice pig skin. Mm-hmm. You know, like a piece of a pig that was a nice rounded, like a head, like a human head, and it's like, wow, right. that looks really good. Yeah, like that. They pulled that one off really well because it it looks like the blade is <laughs> right there into his head. Like it looks like the saw is cutting right into his head. Mm-hmm. And you know, they probably had like a piece of metal or something between the blade and his head as they were sort of pushing him into it. Like they didn't have to angle off to the side or anything like that. Like they, they mm-hmm. gave you a good, good straight shot and it, it looked really good. I, I get a big laugh out of this film where they try so fucking hard to make you believe it's set in America when it's clearly in Italy, uh, because every chance they get, they mention American football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're watching it on TV. Uh, I, lo- I love uh, it. Well, no, that's great. You get to see the Pittsburgh Steelers and their heyday. <laughs> wow, now that's cool for me. I like that. I was like, oh my god, it's 1979. 
I know uh, it's film. I, I know it's shot in 1981, but that's totally not from 1981. Uh, like, <laughs> and, and like the sort of the story, of this is um, George Eastman plays a character that's basically been experimented on by the Vatican yeah. for for some reason. I can't remember what it was. Um, biology for some reason. Yeah, reason. some some sort of thing. But it, mm-hmm. it, it basically gives him a healing factor and makes him crazy. Is, is basically yeah, what happens. It makes his blood coagulate super fast, but every time he kind of gets injured, his brain gets more gray matter or something like that and he becomes crazy he's insane so you have a super strong insane guy walking the streets basically yeah and even Uh, even a fucking asshole doctor can't take him out with his car and not stop (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so the first time you see george eastman in this you just see him running away from the priest so immediately i thought he's trying to avoid being molested because he is a catholic priest yeah yeah but uh, you took but... away my joke, asshole. <laughs> we were gonna, thinking the same I was, thing. I was gonna say, so the kid is running away from a psychotic killer and ends up with a priest. Which is worse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just fucking kill me because this guy's gonna rape my butt. You know. So, but I, I like like the priest. Uh, basically comes here tracking him down cops harass the priest because they're trying to wonder what the fuck he's doing he's he's playing kind of a really bad loomis ripoff kind of mm-hmm. at one point the cop says you like football american football that is uh, <laughs> because we're in america pal we're, we're, we're not gonna, in italy we're, we're gonna ignore the left-hand drive cars mm-hmm. and and and, and never mind sure the, I, had, I saw like three of them in the movie but whatever and never Whether mind right, that right hand yeah. right hand and never mind that the uh, biker kids don't look like American motorcycle enthusiasts at all. They look like yeah, European that, motorcycle yeah, they, enthusiasts. they look a little fucking dirt bike enthusiasts. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, I, wait, you're trying to say this is in America? Oh, Jesus. I was like, <laughs> it's just like, I mean, they, it's not the same. Ho- well, I mean, if you look at who was one of the hooligans, it looks like the same hooligans that was in Cemetery Man. Yeah, yeah. Verbatim. (laughs) I like the old drunk guy that's sort of like a red herring. Like, well, he's not a red herring, but he's he's the he's a jump scare at one point. He's basically a cat thrown at a person, yeah, in human form. I I just like he's he's walking down the street drinking and probably J and B. I didn't see what was on the bottle. It looked uh, like J and B. Yeah, and the and the bike kids drive around him and harass him and shit. And it's like I'm not drunk. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I did think it was pretty funny that the guy, the one guy, got shit from the cop and said, hey, you kids, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're not drinking again. If you're drunk, I'll have to take you in. Yeah. I'm and, not drunk, you son of a bitch. That's and who's that true. cop kidding? Because he's probably drunk all the time. He looks mm-hmm. like an alcoholic. You see his red nose? Mm-hmm. He looks like fucking Rudolph. Yeah. And he doesn't do anything. The cops in this are so useless. Like, they're yeah. just... And and I'm I'm really happy that they're not the comedy cops that you see in like the town that dreaded sundown or last house on the left. You know those those really stupid comedy cops. These are just yeah. bad cops. These are bad cops. Are you trying to tell me that that's what? It's I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's trying to tell. And then then he starts talking with a Greek accent, and it's like, oh, this is just getting worse. Yeah, but, uh, it, it's good. I, I actually don't mind the film. I really don't. I just think there should have been more going on. Well, that's the that's the problem. Again, it, it it is too long. If this one would have really benefited even better for having like ten to fifteen minutes cut out, because it would have been awesome <laughs> thing, awesome thing, awesome thing instead of awesome thing. Cops talking to Loomis ripoff, awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Stupid family and their stupid problems, awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. 
You know but, what? Uh, yeah, the one key here to try to show that it's an American film that I think you missed because you're not American. Mm-hmm. They drove to the house that was right next to their house. That's American. <laughs> because no self-respecting American is going to walk 100 fucking yards for fucking dinner. Bullshit. This is, this is America, pal. I ain't walking nowhere. I, I literally lived a, a minute away from my house and drove every fucking day. Because fuck <laughs> you. This is freedom. <laughs> so you, you missed on that point. I just wanted to clarify I did. that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. No. Because the, the one time she turned around and goes, the lights are still on. I guess they're still up. And I'm like, really? You're that fucking close? There. <laughs> but I mean, that. It, although the funny thing is that goes to another one of the sort of Halloween ripoffs. Like George Eastman obviously watched Halloween and went, I can rip this off really well. Uh, <laughs> with uh, my spicy meatballs. Yeah, because it's like most of Halloween happens between like three houses <laughs> yeah, or whatever. It's, like, it's on the same block basically yeah. the whole time. Now, I will say this. Katiana would have not been able to stand the fuck up and do the suit she did so quickly in real life. No. If she was in a neck brace. And why the fuck is she in a neck brace? She's doing cartwheels by the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> like, I don't understand that. Well, we'll make sure she put it on this neck brace. And we'll strap her down more than fucking Hannibal Lecter was, by the way. Because this violent little girl, apparently. I don't understand hey. it. Maybe, maybe getting George, maybe got, she got some of George Eastman's blood in her mouth and she, he, she got the healing factor and it yeah. corrected her spine. Yeah, I know. It must have <laughs> fucking, there you go, straight ace. Because <laughs> she does, she basically becomes Laurie Strode at the end of this and she mm-hmm. does, right, even right down to poking out the eyes of the killer, you know, like just, just like the uh, coat hanger in the eye of Michael Myers in the, in the first Halloween kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 Loomis ripoff shows up just in time to get strangled to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he does nothing in the film, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I I do I do now know the people from Sleepaway Camp got their ending. <laughs> yeah, that's that is that is kind of a Sleepaway Camp esque ending, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I bet she's got a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, it's both a, it's both a, it's like a combination of. Sleepaway Camp and just the opening mm-hmm. sequence of Halloween, where yeah. Michael comes down and his parents you know, arrive at the door. Right, kind of the yeah, same take idea. The mask off, going, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. I just I, it, let's be honest, it's Tenebrae all over again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these fucking Italians. <laughs> yeah, so I got no like trivia for this other than, "Hey, this was another video nasty." All this, although this one was not. Uh, chopped the bits like uh, Andrew no. Fagus was. This one only had like 23 seconds or something chopped out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Andrew Fagus had like up to upwards of like 10 minutes chopped out depending on the cut. So Yeah, I think the, the thing is though, some Anthropophagus films, uh, I think a lot of just randomness is cut out of it. Mm-hmm. If you really well, look at it. Yeah, some of them, some of the cuts are just, oh, we cut dialogue out here or we added dialogue here and cut out gore kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think basically it's the same film to a certain extent if you really look at the base bones of it. But yeah. uh, of course, that's the Greek island he he takes out, and I think they they try to give a mystique to Anthropophagus One. I don't know. It just they try to really just hone in at begin at the beginning of this kind of psychic vibe. These cards are telling you this. They really yeah. did focus like that. They're telling you your you don't your baby doesn't have a future because you're gonna like die. And like they really did try to spell out the film in a mystic way and give the film kind of a atmospheric aura. 
mm-hmm. and let and then let the film play on that. I don't think it worked as well as they tried, if you know what I'm trying to say. No, but that's, but thing, that's yeah. I think that's what they tried to do. They tried to give it that kind of ghostly they, vibe and they then did have, play on it. Yeah, they did, they did have more going on in the background, but at the same time, it just, again, it got buried by the fact that there was just too much screen time with mm-hmm. the characters just saying stupid shit no one cared about. Like, yeah, I really yeah. do think that that card scenes, those card scenes, especially when she's throwing the cards in the ocean, that was really supposed to set up the atmosphere for the whole film and honestly the way it ended up being you could have cut that scene out and no one would have missed it yeah then it just becomes a straight slasher film Mm -hmm. without any sort of uh, supernatural bent to it and in that case then you basically just have absurd which is just a straight up slasher film straight up yeah slasher film yeah yeah and i mean and i think i think absurd works as far as like again it's a little too long but i think I've seen way worse from 1980. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I exactly know what it looks like when you fucking cut somebody's head off with a Nerf bat. I know exactly what it looks like now. <laughs> Holy fuck. I was in I was in a bed in traction like five minutes ago, and now I'm wielding a 10-pound fucking axe like a goddamn lumberjack in a fucking night slip. She takes like five. She takes like five fucking it's whacks at him too. Way more than five. At least it felt like it. I said it was at least ten. At least ten before they cut. And I'm not even talking about the fucking hacksaw she got out afterwards. I mean, she was fucking Bob Vila, this old house on that neck. <laughs> and I love that George Eastman wasn't even like really reacting to it too. Yeah, I know you got the healing factor and all, but she's chopping right into your spine, dude. And you're just sort of taking it. <laughs> yeah, he just has that straight face, and he's making these little grunts now and again. I'm like, really? I get all these mosquito bites on the back of my neck. Oh, that's weird. Oh, oh my head oh. fell off. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was, if, now, if they did it today, they would make sure his, his head is still moving around and trying to bite people and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. they do something lame mm-hmm. like that. But Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got nothing really else to say. I, I, I'd say Absurd's the better film, honestly. It's the one you might want to watch before you watch Anthrophagus. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're both they're both worth checking out. There's some interesting stuff mm-hmm. in there as well. It's not just you know the shocking gore scenes and mm-hmm. shit. So I would like to correct you there. Erotic Nights of the Living Dead is the better film. Watch oh, that okay. first, <laughs> then Absurd, and then Anthrophagus. The whole trilogy, then. It, it, actually, it is because if he doesn't, like I said, if he doesn't have his fucking hands on guts, he has it on a girl's pussy. So it kind of works well. I mean, there's some serious hardcore sex and shit like that going on in the film, but it's actually not that bad. Hmm. Yeah, I actually should probably I, I should have added that to the the list so we can do all fucking three. <laughs> but yeah, but I, it's not it's not a direct descendant of these two films, even though like absurd technically wasn't, but they added it to it. Yeah. They didn't technically add that one, so I didn't mention it. You know, right. I just wanted yeah. to do something that was directly related. However, George Eastman, Joe D'Amato, it's related enough to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you kind of know what you're getting when you pair those yeah. two up. So yeah. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I remember we're watching Absurd for the first time, and I was like, "But you have to shoot him in the head," and I was like, "That's just not living dead." Yeah, and it's <laughs> like every it's like every fucking Italian film too. You tell someone you got to go for their head. And what does he do? He doesn't go for the head. Oh, he shoots him in the heart, in the liver, in the spleen, in the urethra. Uh, but like, mm. <laughs> shot him in the uvula, and he doesn't even have one. But like, uh, <laughs> not in the head, though. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, I I, I want to step back for one second since we were talking about it, and we have a little time before we're gonna end. The tragic circumstance of the priest being dramatically underused in this film. Mm-hmm. If the priest was just written properly, the actor was great. Yeah. If the priest was properly written, it really would have kicked the film up. Yeah, it would. It should be the story of the priest hunting the monster. That should be the main sort of yeah. focus, or at least the side focus. And it's not even that. It's like, it's not even the B story. It's like the C story. It's yeah. like. <laughs> no, I like the fact that because here's the thing. I know he's a priest and not a doctor, but it's pa- apparently he's supposed to be a doctor. A doctor, I serve God to do medicine. Yeah. But the way they did it in Halloween is the stupid cops that can't smell pot after it was just smoked in their kid's car. <laughs> you know, they just kind of ran on the coattails of Dr. Loomis. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the format that should have been pulled into this film. I'll defend Lee Brackett, though, from Halloween. I think he just, I think he was a cool dad. I'm all right with Laurie and Annie smoking a little bit of pot on the side. I don't care. I'll let it pass. Everyone deserves a little scare. Yeah, you're all, yeah, exactly. And you're only young <laughs> once, and, yeah. or you're internally young, and you're killed before you get a chance to get old, like yeah. Annie was. Well, back in my day, we all did heroin, so you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> back in my day. Yeah, well, meth's okay. Back in my day, we all did coke and heroin until we fucking killed each other. Yeah. Back in World War II, I was doing black tar heroin. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bath salts weren't even invented, or you'd be doing them too. <laughs> Eating people's faces. Yeah. Well, I think both these films are worth checking out. Again, I'd say Absurd's the better film. You know, if you're looking for the better film to try first, that'd probably be it. But yeah, Paul, where can uh, people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on the PA Brew News for beer reviews, movies, LPs, depending on what the fuck I do, if I get hauls and stuff, and then uh, painting, live painting. That's right. Bob Ross and that the fuck out. Bob Ross live painting with P.A. Brunos. And you can actually check me on Twitter for all the updates and uh, postings of the final paintings. Plus, you know, all the shit that I post from all my buddies. Yeah. And you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com where you can find all of our links for, you know, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. Best way to find out what's going on in the podcast. Next week, if things work out, we're going to be doing the Karnstein trilogy from uh, Hammer, the three sexy vampire films. Vampire uh, lovers. Vampire lovers, lust for a vampire, and twins of evil. So thank you, everyone, for watching. Or you're not watching, you're listening. We're watching. We're watching each other in this hangout. It's getting really, really, really awkward. And, yeah, thank you, Paul, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. For other episodes, our Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Facebook group links, as well as podcasts and websites of similar interest, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. <laughs>